The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I love the way Kikini celebrated. I love the way Limerick celebrated Munster, right? To, to go where we actually want to win the next you know, Or were they treating it as just another game, another step stone? That's, that's a question I have. Subscribe to the GA Podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Plenty finals on over the course of the weekend in rugby. Alan Quinlan was watching them all. Alan, how are you getting on? Good on yourself. Yeah, very well. Uh, let's just focus on the, the Super Rugby final and the URC final. Two very, very different games of rugby, I think it's fair to say, on Saturday. But the outpouring of emotion was was similar at the end of both. And if we were worried at the, the start of the year about people caring about the URC or not caring enough about it, I think that question has been answered pretty uh, phenomenally over the last two weekends. Yeah, it has. I think, um, obviously, um, I'm not sure it was the best game to watch. Um, the Stormers against the Bulls, they're both trying to cancel each other out. The Bulls were, were, were so dominant, I think, um, early on, but couldn't score in that first half. And uh, complete turnaround, the, the Stormers in the second half were were brilliant. And um, I, I was just trying to think on, you know, is this good for the league? The two South African te- two South African teams at the final, and uh, it's um, well, the, the scenes, the the, the fans, the crowd. Even though it wasn't a full stadium, the color that uh, those fans bring to the competition that that element of it is unquestionably good, isn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm just asking the question: What mm-hmm. would people be thinking? Because um, I think having South African teams in the URC the first year and two in the final, and and the Stormers winning it, um, of course it is. It's brilliant to see. Um, I think they'll, they'll only get better. I think look at the way they started the league, South Africans, they were coming straight from the Curry Cup, missing all their internationals. I think the challenge for everyone else is to, you know, step up. I think it makes the league way more competitive. Um, you know, going to South Africa is going to be, get more, even more difficult. I think um, they'll build on the back of this, the South African teams. And, um, and Alan appears to have frozen mid-sentence there what was he going to say next send in your text now yeah yeah, I was just going to ask him what the the concerns were around the the URC so uh, you have Blues against Crusaders in the Super Rugby final as well a few of the All Blacks on show ahead of the Ireland tour the Ireland team has flown out to New Zealand at this point so uh, are you on uh, flight radar tracking yeah just uh, making sure they, they get out of here safely it'll probably be next week before they touch down there so they're playing obviously the Maori All Blacks in a couple of games five game series so we'll have more on that as we build up to it next week Alan you are back with us you uh, broke up mid-sentence I was going to ask you there about some of the concerns you had about the URC because you said there a moment ago you were just un- unsure about what you saw in the final at the weekend so what, what's concerning you most about the future of this competition? Um, I just think it's uh, I have said this many times um, you know the Welsh team's not being competitive in it and I'm not having a go off of Welsh rugby, but I think that that's a concern that um, you know the the Ospreys, Scarlets, and, and and Cardiff weren't you know in the mix for the playoffs. I think um, it shows how strong the South Africans can be uh, with three of them in the playoffs. And I just think obviously winning it. Um, I think look, we've complained for years that the league wasn't competitive enough, particularly in the latter stages. And I think the you know, a lot of the English journalists give out about uh, probably the game management of Irish players and and the few the 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 amount of games they play when it comes to, to to game management and stuff like that. 
I still think that's going to be the same going forward, particularly through the RFU player management, um, player welfare uh, process, that the way the Irish players are managed, that's not going to really change. But um, I think, you know, having having Welsh teams been more competitive, um, but look, you can't, you can't, you have to tip your hat to, to the South African teams. And I think it's brilliant. Um, it's it's up to the rest of the uh, the teams to try and be more competitive, deal with a different sort of game plan, physicality, travelling to South Africa, all that kind of stuff. But um, the Stormers were the only, they, they lost the least amount of games in the league. So you, you can't really argue that they didn't deserve to be there. And obviously what the Bulls did to, to Leinster the week before uh, proved that they're, they're going to be a hand, handful going forward. And I think the positive here for South African rugby is there's this lots of young players um, have, have emerged in recent weeks and some of them being picked in the the, the Springbok squad. Um, Evan Roos, player of the year in the URC, I think he's he was phenomenal. Um, I, I watched him right at the start of the season and I actually said to Ron Nogari, you should try and sign this guy for, for La Rochelle because he's, he's a fantastic player and they have a lot of good young players coming through. But I think the occasion and the scenes that we saw at the weekend um, were brilliant. I know some pe- Irish people are saying we're not going to tune in and we're not going to watch and maybe didn't capture the attention here. But I thought it was a brilliant occasion. I think both sides probably kicked the ball way too much. Um, the Stormers kicked the ball 46 times from hand and, and the Bulls 41 times. So that was probably the frustrating part. Um just the amount of times that they they kicked and it seemed to be contestable kicks continuously um kicking the ball away and uh but you know stormers were brilliant and uh, their attack game in the second half was much better than the bulls i know jake white was 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 upset and disappointed with his side's game management but um it was a great occasion and and uh, brilliant for South African rugby. On Saturday morning then, uh, Blues against Crusaders was on in the Super Rugby final. Crusaders won another title. The conditions weren't great so we didn't see a fully slick version of Scott Robertson performing his dance at the full-time whistle but some uh, amazing offloads some brilliant rugby played throughout the game. So in particular, Quinny, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in the All Blacks that impressed you. Who should we be looking out for uh, from, I guess, from a Blues and especially from a Crusaders perspective given what you saw on Saturday morning? I think Richie Moonga was was outstanding again for for the Crusaders. Um, just his overall attack game and uh, just the thought of probably Bowden Barrett and, and Richie Moonga being in in the in 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 a side that will play Ireland on Saturday week um, is is incredible. Um, I think that uh, again it was it was a game that was. It would it would cause you a, a send ripples down your spine the way the Crusaders played in 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 that first half they were they were brilliant um, the the pace the accuracy the passing the the intensity that they brought and that's something that Ireland are going to have to I'm sure they'll be very very aware uh, of that um, what's coming I think there'll be an angry reaction from from New Zealand when they play Ireland in that first test but. I thought Richie Mwanga was incredible and, and that's the challenge for Ian Foster. Does he play the two of them or does he leave one out? Does he play Barrett at fullback and Mwanga at 10? Um, Sam Whitelock looks like he may be out for the Irish tour. He played with a broken thumb. Um, but Rico Ioanni again for, for, for the Blues was brilliant at the weekend. Um, Akiri Ioanni, I should say, the back row. Um, they have so many options. Um 
I, 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 I think there's going to be a lot of young young players and some new guys come on the scene for the All Blacks, but it's kind of getting closer and closer and just watching what the Crusaders did at the weekend, um, I, I think that caused a little bit of concern for what may happen in, in a couple of weeks and the challenge that are, that's facing Ireland. One other uh, game I wanted to ask you about at the weekend, and I didn't expect to be talking about this, was uh, the Barbarians game. They beat England 52-21. Uh, Will Skelton was sent off and they led by only three points. There was a backheel conversion score that was Barbarians being Barbarians. We don't tend to read into this, but there's a headline here uh, from the, the Telegraph. England boss Jones called for, called for calm after Barbarian humiliation. People, maybe it's just uh, Twitter people or pe- pe- like maybe just England fans who are getting carried away with this, but it does feel that this is a, a tough point, England getting beaten by the Barbarians. Does that speak to a wider malaise around the tenure of Eddie Jones at the moment, or is this a non-event, a non-story in your view? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it wasn't a good result for them. Obviously, they, they had the, the Premiership finals on Leicester and Saracens, so the vast amount of, of his starters were, were playing in that final. They go to Australia for three tests, but um, there was still a lot of Seasoned internationals played in that English side. Um, I was just looking through the side who who starts for England, Australia. Well, Tom Curry and Sam Underhill in the back row. Um, Johnny May was on the wing. Um, Charlie Ewells was playing. Um, but I, I think to lose by that much against the Barbarians at home, because I played in the Barbarians before, I know how like you're literally thrown together. There's no pressure. Uh, the week is a, a, a bit of a celebration. Um, the training isn't too hard. And for Fabian Galtier to put the Barbarian side together, I know the vast majority of those players were, were French players. And I'm sure he'll take some of them on, on, on their tour to Japan as well. But that would be really concerning for me. That um, I Look, it won't mean anything if, if Eddie Jones can, can get his side together and go to Australia and win the series there. But it's more kind of negative press that he's going to get and more pressure given the last two Six Nations where they finished and, and the results that England have had. So um, not hugely significant, but still, um, I think if this was Ireland uh, and they were in that situation, um, the press here would probably be really concerned and, and, and writing about that and, and there'd be a lot more pressure on, on the Irish coaches. So um, he's deflecting a little bit and probably will get a, get a pass here, but I guess I Quinny he has the, he has the last cycle World Cup cycle as well where it felt as though England were in crisis and there were questions about his his time in charge probably at a, at a similar moment away from the World Cup and he still managed to get his team to perform is what he can fall back on. Yeah, probably I think and that's what that's what um, saved saved him during the you know from the, in the Six Nations there was a lot of pressure coming on given the, some of the results but they're not that I think they're. They're showing a lot of vulnerability. I think he's made a lot of changes and been chopping and changing side for the last couple of seasons, Nathan. So um, I think he's he's will he go for the tried and tested in Australia, guys on on, on reputation or form? Um, I'm not sure, but I think if they were to go to Australia and, and lose a series, um, it just ramps up the pressure again. Will they make a decision and say, well, he won't go to the World Cup next year? I think it's probably too late in the day. I think he will go to the World Cup and. Um, you know, if you put down an English side on paper and um, at, uh, with everyone available, I think there'll still be a, a handful for anyone and be challengers for the World Cup. But 
there is a lot of pressure and that negativity kind of stay, shake, stays with you until you start getting some really big results. So I think for, for their own confidence and self-belief and for him, Eddie, for Eddie Jones to kind of dispel some of that negativity, he needs to do well in Australia um, with, with, with his team this summer. Just one last thing we wanted to touch on, Alan, before we wrapped up this morning is because we're in the off-season now, what Munster are going to do with these next few months. We've seen Leinster make a couple of acquisitions over the last little while and they've built, it seems, ahead of next season. What do you expect Munster to do in this off-season, if anything? Um, yeah, I'm not sure they're going to sign, be able to sign. They've signed, at the moment, Malachi Fekitoa, mm. Anton Frisch and Chris Moore, a young, a young hooker from Exeter, he played for Ireland club side a number of years ago. Um, he's an exciting prospect. We don't know much about him. I think the, the issues, obviously, they have is, and I don't want to be disrespectful to, to who's already in those positions in the front row area. Um, there's there's not enough depth there. There's not enough strength and depth. And, and if you want to win trophies, and particularly in Europe as well, um, you need to try and find quality there and... and um, so there's a lot of talk of Oli Yeager played for the Crusaders at, at tight head in the weekend and um, there's continuous talk that maybe the Irish provinces will be looking to try and get him back um, I don't think he signed a new contract yet with the Crusaders I, I he was hoping to be in the All Black squad for the summer tour um, he's someone that Munster I'm sure would be aware of maybe they've spoken to him I don't know that's any speculation but um, the other side of that, what they need to do is is get Kenyon Knox and Roman Salano up to speed, and 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 hope that they're um, they make some more progress, dynamic progress to to you know strengthen the, the front row areas because they're two young players who we need to see more of. Um, Scott Buckley uh, is a very promising hooker. I think he needs to come through now and get more games as well, and and really challenge the other hookers there. If you were trying to sign. I think it's the obvious area that they're 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 under pressure in and that they, they need more depth in, but props are hard to come by for everyone. Um I think if you get RG Snyman back, that'll be an incredible boost for him if the, he can stay fit and and they get they get a run of games from him throughout the season. Um they'll be pretty okay. Who knows what Malachi Fekitoa uh, will he bring the consistency that's required? Um he's a very, very talented player. Um, you know, Damien Dialende, his presence alone in that midfield was was really important for Munster. But I think the coaching, um, that's what everybody's talking about. You know, the attack game, can they develop their game more and, and play with pace and tempo that we, we've seen Leinster kind of set a standard for the last couple of seasons. So really, really important pre-season for them. And um, maybe they'll sign one or two players. I don't know yet. Alan, good stuff this morning. Thanks, Millie, for being with us. Cheers. Thanks, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.